Wolfpack is a little old place where we can get together. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm Nate. Joining me, my brother, is Zach. What up? And we are reading Clash of Kings. Clash of Kings. There is a clashada of Congos. No. Don't that don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. I I If you've joined us it. before, thank you for coming back, regardless of what you just heard Zach do. Mm-hmm. If you are just joining us, thank you for staying as long as you have, even though you just heard mm-hmm. Zach do what Zach just did. If you are new, we are full spoiler. So be warned, if you don't like spoilers, now's the chance to get out before we tell you the Red Wedding. There was enough room on the door, but Rose lets him die anyway. I don't... Can we still spoil Titanic? Is that a thing? I'm sure there's someone out there who will be one day be like, yo, fuck these guys, they spoiled Titanic. I'm done I don't think that it's even considered spoiling at this point. It's been out for, like, what, 20 years? Well, I mean... Don't at me, but there was enough room on the door. Well, so, the, obviously like, there was enough room. Rose is just room. a straight up bitch. The let's but, do. Well, that's our. Pa- that'll be our next Patreon episode. Is our Titanic watching? We just <laughs> talk about how fuck, Rose is a bitch. That's all we need. But of all spoilers, you go with fucking Titanic. Anyway, no. last episode we've done fucking Darth Vader is Luke's father as a spoiler, like. Yeah, but it's still not Titanic. Well, like, like, a... But who the fuck doesn't know I am your father? Like, Valid. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, last episode, last episode, we read Tyrion 2, where he started toying around with Tyrion, things Tyrion, we are in some of my favorite chapters of Tyrion, because Tyrion is at his best here. He's playing the game, and as we learn, he is very Ned Stark, and that's the fun comparison we're getting in A Clash of Kings. He's following Ned Stark's journey almost exactly when he arrived at the city versus when Ned Stark arrived at the city. And they are similar men as far as morals to yeah, a degree. Absolutely. To a degree. Tyrion, at this point, even though we've talked about how villainy may be a thing in his future, at this point he's a pretty moral guy, and he mainly just wants the city fed and and restored. See, it's cool, because right now we're seeing the rise to his high point mm-hmm. before he before, hits that fall and that descent. At the end of this book. And where he dance just, yeah. when, you know, things just get sour. And so, yeah, right now he's he's metting out justice, and, I mean, we're behind him because it's people like Jano Slint who betrayed Ned Stark, and Right now, and it's so cleverly done because right now Tyrion's really just doing it to cover himself. Well, it's like, really funny though because even I think in my first read through, we start kind of rallying behind him when in the book before, according to Cat, like he was a villain. He was, he yeah. was, and you know he he crushed the the harpist's fucking fingers. Like he was a bad. But dude. that's it. And then in the, cla- and now coming we're into Clash right of Kings, behind him, we're like he's yeah. coming in on a power trip. He in Sansa's first chapter, we see him arriving, and then he's kind to Sansa, kind to the children, Joffrey, uh, Tommen, and Marcella. He's addicted to Joffrey, but that's another reason we, and why he's we a like him. Badass when dealing with Janos and, Slynn and, and, and Cersei, Cersei. He, he handles them both definitely. So yeah, Tyrion's riding a high right now, and it's really dope to see. But anyway, we're this going episode, into Arya three. Yeah, we're reading Arya three. Arya, so. we had left on the road after the her and the brothers of the Night's Watch, <clears throat> the well, excuse me, the boys who are going to the Night's yeah. Watch with Yorin. The new recruits are on their way north, and they got caught up by gold some gold cloaks. cloaks. 
uh, Arya freaked out thinking that they were there for her, but they were there for Gendry because, Senpai as we Cersei. know, Gendry is one of Robert Baratheon's bastards. But nobody else here knows that. Only us as the readers. Yorin was having none of it, and he basically said, I can kill you all right here, or you can leave and go back and tell him you didn't find no boy. And they said, we'll be coming back for your head and the boy, yada, yada, yada. So Yorin said, we need to get a fucking move on. And they did. They did. And so... I I really like this Arya chapter. Just before we, this Arya chapter is very simple, very straightforward. It's, there's a lot to kind but of digest in it. We, the whole the enough. the thing I I came to the conclusion of with this Arya chapter, and I actually like is even though we have our normal notes, I'm probably going to jump around a lot this chapter and not really go in the normal form we do where we go straight through, because to me this Arya chapter is meant to be a reflection of what's happening. We pretty quickly on get mentioned that we are near the god's eye now yeah like here's the location we are and here is what has happened with tywin setting his men loose on the countryside this is the effects of the war this is the burning and the pillaging that's affecting and this is how we're we're shown the small folks view is through aria this is what's happening to these little tiny farms and villages and and we get the the brutal arrival at that one village uh, this this uh, chapter is kind of also, for me anyway, in a lot of the Arya chapters we've gotten, they're very, I suppose the best word is fantastical. They're fantasy. They're very heavy based in some like, and she's this strong, badass girl. She wants to fight Gendry. She wants to spar. She wants to do those things. This one's a very humanizing chapter. Yeah, for Arya. this one's very grounding. It really, again, and in granted, Martin also puts in the a quote about it, but it shows that she is just a scared little girl. Mm-hmm. She's not this hardened, trained, badass warrior. She is in her own right. I mean, to be doing what she's, but she's doing, still but... a child and experiencing exactly. quite a few trauma after trauma. So at this point in their turn or traveling, the path is narrowed significantly meaning that there's very few people around and which is a good thing for them because there's no one to say what direction they're going in but it also means that their pace has slowed significantly and it's noted that Arya hates it she hates how slow they're moving each day and i think it's such an interesting contrast because on her way south she loved it. She right. well, see, loved. I, I'm just glad you mentioned that because I really thought about pace. she was. It was driving her crazy, and she wasn't liking a lot of it because they're. Um, she's been, you know, ever since they started running from the gold cloaks, she's checking over her shoulder constantly, and so she's kind of got that paranoia, uh-huh. uh, obviously driving her. But that's what I thought too was like. This countryside, this trip, like, she loved doing this yeah, journey yeah. on the way down. And now they're taking a different route back north. And so. it's it's almost funny because uh, we were just actually talking about how early on we're getting so many Arya chapters. But in reality, I think it was very similar in Game of Thrones where we got a lot of Arya chapters with the journey south. And now we're kind of getting that reverse mm. early on in, in Clash. But... Um, it says after they're, you know, they're because it really just goes in. He's very exposition heavy in this explaining yeah, yeah. the settings. And so there's a point where she, it says that she wakes up every night at this point, even with them setting up sentries, yeah. that she wakes up every night clutching needles Needle because, hell. yeah, they've got sentries, but they have Lamy and Hopai and all these other people that are just recruits standing watch. And she even mentioned she sneaks past them yeah. every fucking night when she has to go to the bathroom without any of them spotting Well, yeah, them. because, I mean, in, in, in keeping it in the fiction here, Arya's supposed to be a boy to everyone around her. Right. And so she's supposed to just be, a, you know, pull your cock out, have a piss against the tree. 
you know, it's normal for like a group of men like that, like, you know, just go take a piss in front of everybody. No one cares. But for Arya, obviously she can't do that. So she has to hold her, her piss in and then sneak past these sentries, which that's sort of the important point here is that she does it with ease. Yes, she's and, trained and yeah, she's good. We get that Serio taught her well, but she's still learning. But she is so easily able to just Yeah, because there's woo. even a point where she's up in the trees directly above Lamy. And God damn it, if she didn't have the logic to not, I would have loved nothing more. I'm going to stop right here because Zach Shit. just spilled his soda Shit. all over his notebook. And it is the most wonderful We're thing We're not supposed ever. to acknowledge it. Anyway, I love it, but I hate that I did not get to see her just drop down and make Lamy screech like a little girl. Well, she, again, we see sort of her growth because she thinks that, yeah, she could have dropped down right above him, and she would have. However, his screams would have woken the camp, and Yorin would have given her the stick again. She's... She's taking the lesson that she learned the first time, like, and she knows, yeah, Lamy isn't prepared for that. I'm much cleverer, more capable than him. If I just drop on this kid, he's going <laughs> to fucking lose his fucking mind. And, and that's I, what I think is the, that's why I wish it could happen in some world. Because that sounds like the funniest fucking thing ever. But I was really thinking about that fucking headspace that she's in, where, like, each night she wakes up to any little noise, grabbing needles, help, thinking there's going to be gold cloaks. Like, that's such a terrifying state of existence to be in. Well, and that's what makes that in particular to me so depressing, the jumping down on him thing. That's just something a kid wants to do. Yeah, she just wants to have fun. She just wants to play and, 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 you know... But she can't. Even though she beat the shit out of these kids, like, she's befriending them. Yeah, and they she just wants to are. have that. She just wants to do what kids do. But, yeah, she can't because they might die. And I really like it that she just describes it when she was sneaking out uh, and climbing the tree for Lamy. She describes it as when she was being quiet as a shadow, she could sneak past them all, flitting out by the starlight to make her water beyond the tree line. Like, yeah, still keeping those mantras s- in her Still head. keeping that, you know, when she was quiet as a shadow. It's just that, when she was being quiet as a shadow. It's not when she, when she was practicing, it, yeah. it was when she was just being quiet as a shadow, when she's being fierce as a wolverine, those type of things. And the starlight, I don't know why starlight seems significant to me in this reread, knowing that Quaithe has the mask of starlight, the Dothraki believe everything of significance happens beneath starlight. I think you're reaching. I definitely do as well. Anyway, uh, so at this point she mentions that everybody is completely obsessed with Gendry. Now that they found out that the queen's after him. Gendry's the goat. They think he's something special, man. They're like, and he's like, yo, I didn't do. I don't want it. Basically. I don't want it. He didn't do nothing to no queen. I was an armorer, I was chilling, and then Master Mott was like, you're going to the wall, so, bro. I, I've been debating since I started doing these Aria notes whether or not I was going to bring this next part up because I know you're going to give me shit for it, but just in the essence of trying to be as analytical as possible, this next part, when Gendry is being presented as someone special to Lamy and all the other orphan boys, and he's denying it, this next part came off as extremely sexual to me because it says he would deny it and then he would go polish his helm this beautiful helm with two long horns that he would continuously polish until it was at a glittering sheen with the slit in the body the so language of like, it it sounds masturbatory do you to think me. that that's just it i like think it's, it's i of, think it's aria's i really do think this is aria's sort of 
growing into her puberty uh and and seeing him for the first time in a sexual manner and uh well do I'm you think actually... it's almost just her idea of how she's seeing him in that sexual way like him polishing it is as well i'll read it it says then he'd go off to polish his helm it was a beautiful helm rounded and curved with a slit visor and two great metal bull's horns Ario would watch him polish the metal with an oil cloth Shining it so bright you could see the flames of the cook fire reflected in the steel. Yet he never actually put it on his head. I don't know, but it just seemed like a masturbatory thing to me of the polishing of this. And, like, the slit in the visor, it just seemed very sexual language. And so I think this is Arya, for the first time, seeing him... I think it's the fact that all these other boys are looking up to him. She has kind of separated herself out as being someone that the Gold Cloaks and the Queen want. Now Gendry is kind of there as well. So I think this is the first time she's looking at him in that in that mood. Yeah. Whereas before, and I had noted it and you laughed at me, that Gendry came out like all glistening from the back. And she didn't give a fuck. But here, but now she's kind that of... paragraph see, felt so sexual see, I to think me. in... I, like, I can see where you're going with it. I don't think it's intended to be that sexualized, but I do think it is intended for that purpose that you're saying. Well, that, like, like, I laughed out loud at first guy, when I know, like, like he, he went to polish his helm. I was so like, I kind of <laughs> chuckled. <laughs> like, uh, I had seen more in the, the reflection of the fire in the steel, just as with Gendry's... Well, that's it. Fire can also be passion and, Yeah, you know, and so, because I had immediately of... thought of, of Melisandre mm-hmm. with that, but, like, looking at it, it almost does, to me, seem more like a... She sees this strong, young, strapping lad polishing his knob. Polishing like, his horn. And she's just like... God damn. She's enthralled by like, it, yeah. Like, because we this? at this point, we know Gendry is handsome. He's a Baratheon. He's got that... And Robert was fucking... The be all end all yeah, of yeah. godly chiseled men, and so Gendry's a fucking handsome. Well, we lad. know we heard we saw him in a towel. Like, yeah, just dripping. he's a handsome dude, and so I think that with all with uh, with him now kind of put in this special place, this special pedestal. She's yeah, because my it. note here was then he would polish his helm. But I think it's important and significant that at the end it says yet he would never put it on, meaning he's not recognizing Arya's right, you right. know sort of blossoming. Uh, I believe this is her starting to enter puberty and starting to see men her age or around her age in yeah, a, in a different that. light. That's and so crazy. I think it's significant for Arya's growth mainly, not just because George's books are super, some people say, over-sexualized, but I believe that's significant to the the time frame here. Yeah, Arya you know, is beginning, is is beginning to, yeah, and... she's beginning to hit womanhood in very early stages. Yeah, which is where they started. So Lamy says yes. that he thinks that Gendry is probably that traitor's bastard. And he says it quietly so Gendry the wouldn't wolf hear. wolf lord whose head they nicked on Baylor's steps. He is not, Arya declared, thinking that Eddard Stark had only one bastard. She didn't say Eddard Stark. She said my father, well, my father. in her head, obviously. But And I just think that that was very, like, of all people for him to compare him to, I think that falls into what you're saying yeah because she's kind of got this attracted to him thing Gendry is a bat he's robert's bastard but she she does beauty of it yeah 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 and so i think that it very much is the like a he is a bastard but 
comparing him to John. Like she's like, it can't, no, 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 don't you? Like I would never want to yeah, watch John gets, polish his hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, valid. And that's where that, I'm, yeah, that's, no, that actually does make sense. And so like from it from this, it yeah. very much like a oh well, I'm attracted to him. Don't compare that's him to my good. brother. Yeah, because she, like, I actually was thinking that that she almost gets. Too angry here over that, but seeing yeah. it now, yeah, no, it's not John. It's, it's not, not John. I wouldn't be turned on by I John. Be exci- I mean, she's yeah, 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 yeah. So it's around yeah. the world, but uh, I wouldn't well, be looking been, at. It's John. been like two years. We've learned two, that John's two, been at the right. wall, and so I think she was eight in the in yeah, Game of Thrones. So she's, so she's, she's ten, ten, almost eleven. She's definitely hitting her puberty yeah, stage. Girls start and developing very, very early compared to boys. So. And so yeah, I, I feel that it's her attracted. No, I to, think yeah, John is my brother. And then saying like, don't no, he's not he's yeah, not like John yeah. at all because she stalks off, wishing that she could just saddle up a horse and ride for home because she was a good rider. She thinks of her old faithful chestnut back home that she used to ride and how she could she could just take off and but then she would be alone and she'd be running from the cold cloaks on her own. And she wouldn't have the sentries out there and she wouldn't have Yorn. Yeah, or anybody. So yeah, she decides that it's probably safer to stick with Yorn and the others. Yeah, so you know, basically it's a lot of hard travel and everything. But one day Yorin does announce that they're approaching the god's eye. And that he thinks it'd be best for them to detour to the western shore because the gold cloaks wouldn't likely expect that they'll go that way. Yeah, they've got to get across the trident before they can expect to be safe again. Yeah, so he they wants got a ways to, to stealth go. it as much as possible. Yeah. So they turn, uh, make a western turn at the next fork that they get to, and that's when the terrain starts really getting spread out. The villages are split. The, it's all dense woods and farmland. Like it's there's nothing out. Yeah, and as the villages hold fast and far. Farmlands became scarce. So did the food. All that, all the food that Yorin yeah, had bought rations. in the city, and so each day he would send out Koss and Kurz, who had been taken as poachers, and they would return with the deer strung between them or some I pheasants mean, that's on their belt. Yeah, they got they two got poachers, some, yeah. and the young boys were expected to pick berries along their way, and should they happen upon an orchard, fill as many sacks of with apples as they could. Arya was a skilled climber. And a fast picker, a skilled climber. Interesting, Bran. Like Bran, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which and isn't. I mean, she, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's the, the she because she dancer. was out, she was exploring out there in the in the Riverlands when they were going through down on the way south, and she would always have bruises and stuff. Obviously, but that's just climbing, like. Could you I, imagine a? And this is just a fun what if they pop like, but Bran and Arya switching positions. That'd here. be wild. It'd like be where wild. it's Bran on his way north with Yorin. And Arya's stuck uh, up at Kings or up at Winterfell. Just obviously, she wouldn't be in charge. It'd probably be more Lewin or Rickon. Rickon, but with Lewin, but it, it would just be interesting because Bran, you know, would like be it. all about this no, climbing like up it. apple trees oh, yeah. and, and filling a sack well, for the Night's Watch. I mean, because trying to put it into place, like I can't see what would happen in King's Landing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like no, crazy, yeah. crazy. But and she like she also liked to go off by herself. But yeah, so she manages one day to catch a rabbit while she's out there. Again, I think this is significant for the growth of her training. Yeah, so rabbits are faster than cats. But they can't climb worth a damn. And so I agree. This is very much just so, the next level. It's her con- without me, even realizing. To me, I feel like here there was some stuff left out because she, she says that they couldn't climb worth a damn. Do, like, did she get the jump on it by jumping, climbing from a tree like she did with Lamy? It's kind of what I was getting See, I didn't it. understand it either because it says that they can't. I think it's just mainly saying that 
when she was chasing the cats. They she could had jump. to. The cats could jump yeah. up walls, get up fences, go over All this stuff. All she's got to do is With these chase guys, this They thing. can't run. She just has to fucking run and throw something at them, and that's it. Well, they're quicker than cats, though, she says. So, like, I don't know. Like, it almost just makes it seem like she jumped out, like, I think from it's her, that her showing her. how yeah. much faster she's gotten, her reflexes, her reactions. But, yeah, she so. whacked it with her stick, grabbed it between the ears, and Yorn stewed it up that night with some onions. Mushrooms. And mushrooms. And Arya was given a whole leg since it was her rabbit. Yeah. And Even... she shared it with Gendry. Yeah. So, once again. Now, everybody got some of the stew, Everybody though, got a little bit. And she even got a thank you for the treat from a one Jack and Hagar. The other two cocksuckers in there just kind of... Yeah, Biter was too busy licking the grease, but Rorge had mocked her. There's a hunter now, he said. Lumpy rabbit killer. Which I just... I've made it. I've made it a point to any name or title that Arya is given. So well, Lumpy Rabbit Killer, Lumpy well, Head Rabbit leave? Killer. Because it was a three-title name. Well, he says Lumpy Head and then Lumpy Head Rabbit Killer. Lumpy Head, Lumpy Head Rabbit. Killer. Yeah, that's. I get you. Yeah, that's why. And so Lumpy Head Rabbit Killer, and, and and yeah, again, I think that's just significant of her growth that she has now moved on from yeah. Lumpy Face, Lumpy Head. Oh, Lumpy, lumpy Face, Lumpy there Head. There was an extra. Oh, there was a right. third title. Lumpy Lumpy face, it. lumpy head, rabbit killer. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. I just think it's a significant mark of Arya's training. Where yeah. She's yeah, no, moved I past the cats to now wild animals. Well, so that's she can I feed agree. herself now it's, uh, on rabbits. It's just, the, and like you said, it's just the next step in her training. It's the next level, really. It's, Whereas in the King's Landing, when she was she wandering still, around. She could still eat. She was, but she was eating like pigeon. And oh, shit. you mean like, back that? Yeah, point. when she yeah, was, yeah. yeah, when she was wandering around, like. But it was still available to trade, and like she could do certain. No, I mean trading the stew it. in the right the... now at where she's at with the Night's Watch here. Arya can kill a rabbit, and well, that's what I'm saying. It's like dinner. She was learning to. She learned to catch the cats, which then led to her having to catch pigeons yeah, to cook to and survive. eat, which she could trade. And there was some food available. She had to steal there, but like. She had to kill some stuff yeah. to get it. Now she has no choice. Like, at least there were some other options there. No more options. So, like, catch or die. They were outside a holdfast called Briar White when some field hands had surrounded them, demanding coin for the ears of corn that they had taken. Yorin eyed them in their sides and decided to give them a few coppers and says, Time was a man in black was feasted from dawn to Winterfell, and even the High Lords called it an honor to shelter him for the evening. Now cravens like you want hard coin for a bite of a wormy apple. Okay, Boomer. (laughs) I just, like... I love Yorin for this, and like I definitely, it's a different world, man. I hate you. But man, did, uh, that's the only thing I could think of was they're like, "Hey, man, we worked hard to grow this shit. You can't just steal no." They it. become like, straight up cunts because they say like, sweet, it's sweet corn, and it's better than an uh, old crow like you. No, would and ever no, deserve. and I am absolutely one hundred percent on Yorin's side, but it's more that the. He's he just comes in like you know back in my day when I first started we could go anywhere. I literally we think want. we've gotten an okay boomer in every episode <laughs> since the meme has become prevalent, but, and I'm okay with that. Anyway, no, I don't uh, think Yorin's a boomer at all. And they but were yeah, fucking the, assholes. The farmers tell him to get the fuck out of there before they string them up and put them up to scare Ray the other crows that may come calling. And so that night they roasted the sweet corn in their husks and Arya thought it was just delicious. I want some sweet corn on a husk. It does sound dope. <gasps> but Yorin was much too angry to eat. A cloud seemed to hang over him, ragged and black as his cloak, and he paced restlessly, muttering to himself, chewing his sour leaf. So I think that that's just him being 
very concerned after all the time he's spent doing what he's doing. This is the first time, not just the, you know, you, you're not eating, but, like, that he's just being straight up disrespected as a Night's Watch member, like, in general. And so he's like, what the fuck? We're fucked. Like, this war is causing everything to be fucked. And so, so the next day, Koss had raced back to Yorin, warning him of a camp up ahead, 20 or 30 men in mail and half helms, though most of them seem to be pretty cut up. And they only have one mount among them. And it's a lame horse. And, yeah, it's a lame. It's jacked up. And it's a lame horse. And so Yorin asks if he saw a banner. Yeah, and the banner is a spotted tree cat, yellow and black, on a mud-brown field. And Yorin doesn't recognize it. However, this house is House Myatt. And Yorin made the absolute best decision he could when he decided to skirt around these guys. Because House Myatt is a house of the Westerlands, a noble house, and bannerman to Casterly Rock. Yeah. And, like, they don't play any significant role in anything whatsoever. The only time you really hear about that house is them going unnamed here. Then they show up at one point to escort, I think, Tywin's body back to Casterly Rock. There's another person, some representative of the house that's there. So... This was a wise decision by Yorin to skirt Exactly. Because, you know, granted, they may be... Not fighting for Tywin, but likely that Well, I mean, any... they, they seem to have engaged in some sort of conflict right. recently. So... And they're still alive, so they've probably technically won, even though they're pretty beat up. But they probably are for Tywin. And so if they found out, well, granted, they might not be bothering Cerse, you know, on Cersei's orders, so they won't care about Gendry and shit. Yeah. But who knows who they would be, because they're technically all supposed to be there just to put the torch to the land, according yeah, to yeah, Tywin. Yeah, yeah, they're so, just ravaging and Yeah, pillaging. it's not... Uh, so, yeah, Yorin doesn't know the banner, decides to avoid them, and decides to go around. The going around costs them two days' travel, but Yorin is pretty chill about it, laughing, saying, like, you're going to have your whole lives up at the wall, so I don't see no reason to be rushing to it yeah. too quickly. And so... Arya, at this point, begins to, on their way north, yeah. begin seeing more men guarding fields as they Fields and all the houses north. they pass, anything is just being heavily guarded. And as they pass one guy who's in a tree with an arrow notched as they pass, watching them until the last wagon goes by, Yorin curses him and says, let, him, let us see how he likes it up there when the others come to take him. He'll scream for the watch then, that so, he will. So I have some questions now. Between... That house there uh, that they just skirted for a few days, plus all these heavily guarded men. Um, do you think that any of these are Dondarian's men? Do you think that potentially that's one of Dondarian's deaths right there? They said there was one person dying there. Mm. Maybe it was one person resurrecting. Granted, they probably would have seen the Red Priest and mentioned that. So yeah. I doubt that's that. But, like, could this be, is it Lem that fucking is the archer? Well, I, think, the that's, archer? I think that's the whole entirety of this is... Who the fuck are these people? Like, yeah. are they friend or foe? We don't know. We know clearly House Maya or Maya, Maya yeah. is Lannister. But who is this guy in the tree? Is he a Brotherhood Without Banners is, member? Yeah, is, is he, he just a farmhand that a knows farm how to use a bow? Who's is just it... protecting his crop? Right. Is he just you know, what? And that's the whole beauty of it. It's is, paranoia central. It's paranoia. You, nobody knows who. You who's can't who trust and, anyone. Right. And and so uh, a day later, they had spotted a large fire. Uh, up ahead Dauber of did. Dauber did. Yeah, yeah. Seeming as if the whole north was ablaze, but the wind was keeping it from approaching them. By dawn, it had burned itself out. 
and it was midday when. Do they, you think that that phrase, especially in an aria chapter, is kind of her? Just dread almost, like, that she feels like she'll never make it home, like, it doesn't exist, the whole north is burning, like. Yeah, I think it's just her perspective, like, she's never seen a fire that big, so it, you know, she's never seen a a town raised or a city sacked or butchered, so a whole little village burning, I'm sure, would seem like the whole world is on fire. And, yeah, they arrived at the village, well, where the village had been, smoke still rising from the charred building, animal carcasses burned and scorched, dotting the ground, just covered with carrion crawlers. And Arya saw bodies on spikes lining the walls with their hands drawn up in front of their faces as if to shield from the flames. So it sounds like they were spiked up there and then lit on fire. Yeah. So Yorin bids Arya and the other orphan boys to guard the wagon whilst he cut Jack and Merch, went inside to check it all out. Arya, of course, asks Gendry if they should go in after him because he's taken a bit, and she sees that Gendry See, has now donned his now, helm. this is what makes me think that that wasn't quite sexual at the beginning. Is Does this mean he just got off, like, now that he's wearing the helm? Like, because she said at the end of that, but he never put it on. Well, now at this so point, why is it on? I think it's it's a whole different, because now at this point, there isn't, the, Arya's scared here. She's ready for a fight. She's ready for. So do you think this is just, that the shield is showing that he's, he's scared also? I, I think at this point, yeah, it's, it's that, that the helm, the, the helm is, yeah, at this point, it's his anticipation of a fight as well. He's sort of along the same lines as her where she's thinking, should we go in and help? But he says, Yorn said to wait, but she notices his voice sounds weird and looks and he's got his helmet on. Clearly he's expecting something if he's donning his helmet that he's never donned. And so I think it's meant to be that they're both along the same line of thinking, where Zarya wants to rush in, Gendry's just kind of bracing himself and just getting case, ready. Yeah. And so I think it isn't sexual at this point, but it's sort of showing that relationship bond, now yeah, of they're, they're both of the a same reflection thinking. of their their but, emotions are. Uh before Yorin comes out, I think we'll uh, convene our small council quick and do a little housekeeping stuff and we'll let you then get back to the rest of the episode. Word. What up guys? Welcome to the small council. So once we're done polishing our horns we're gonna let you guys know where you can reach us on all sorts of social medias and stuff we've got a inductee at the end of this chapter that we'll be reading out but if you would like to send us in an inductee your thoughts feelings opinions or whatever on the books you can reach us on many different ways i'm on twitter at carstark92 nate is on twitter at manners without that is also the instagram handle yeah we also have a facebook group you can come on talk to us post funny stuff all that shit me memes Mimi, Mimi, oh my gosh! <laughs> Facebook.com/slash/brotherhoodpodcast. We also have our Patreon, which is very important. Patreon.com/slash/withoutmanners. Over there, you can get some exclusive content and become a initiate. Which, as and- of this moment, is just Winds of Winter sample chapters. But we'll we'll be putting out the remainder of those. Uh, and you sure. get to be a member of the Brotherhood. And then we'll so. be putting some other things up there as well. Other things here soon. Definitely. So. Definitely the case. <laughs> then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that addition. Well, it's all me because I have to get my shit noted and stuff, so we're getting there. But, yeah, um, write us in. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, we love to hear from you guys. So. Anyway, we'll let you get back to the episode. Can I? Do, can we give our email first? Oh, can we do that? All right. Before they get back to their episode? Sure. Without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. 
which is where most people tend to write us in anyway, and so we should probably make you sure know, we get I just, that. I just try to give these people what we promise, which is our podcast, but you want to make it about yourself, so that's fine. Get back to the episode, people. Enjoy. So you're in returns shortly later, coming out, Kiri. Shortly later. Shortly later. A little while later. No, I like that. Shortly later. That works. It's succinct. Okay. It's succinct. And he's carrying a, a small young girl. Uh, could be no older than two Arya things. Screeching. Cut Jack and Merch are carrying an old woman on a quilt being used as a sling. And she has one arm missing at the elbow. And the only thing she keeps saying over and over and over is, please, please, please. And so uh, Yorin orders them to... Get a clear spot in the back of the wagon for the woman, yeah, so and they put her there. When they're carrying her out, though, um, I believe it's Rorge and Biter are sitting there laughing, laughing at, her. at her. Yeah, like I, fuck. Yeah, this this got really dark here. Um, and I I didn't pick up on it at first until Arya and Hot Pie's little yeah, exchange, yeah. and then I went back and reread it, and I was like, all right, yeah, that is pretty fucking. So clearly, just to painted out because I needed to sort of paint it out yeah, for me. That. Um this village was raised by Sir Gregor, who, who knows? Or um uh, what was it? Malisters out fucking Armory Lords. Art Lords. That's um, it. Yeah, the, other... the bloody mummers. Mm-hmm. Um this this village was raised, attacked, butchered by One a group. Them. Even it could have even been Northmen, who knows. But this old woman and this young baby are the only two survivors clearly that you're that's, in yeah, could that's find. What we're getting, this woman had her arm cut off at the elbow so she's in extreme pain and she clearly during the attack was just begging please 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 yeah and it's probably whether watching that, that into trauma whether that was for you know the lives of her loved herself, ones herself kill, like, whatever. whatever yeah so she's locked in this fucking traumatized state and then there's just this child who is just screeching because obviously it's a baby, and its whole fucking village yeah. was just burned down. Yeah, so, so Hot Pie approaches Arya at this point. They put the old woman in the back, right, and she starts thrashing yeah. and still doing the please, please, please. And, like, At God, this point, I think it's her begging for death. What Kill a me. sight. Like, like, fucking yeah. A. And they're kids still, like, yeah. 10, 11 years old. And so Hot Pie tells Arya, like, I, uh, just so you know, like... He says, I'm scared. I'm fucking scared, bro. And she's like, I, I am too. She admits to him. Like, Me too. This is fucked, Yo, this this is this fucked, fucked up. up. Like, and then Hot Pie puts a hand on her shoulder yeah. and says, you know, I never really kicked a boy all to pieces. I only ever sold me mommy's pies. And like, I thought that was such a humanizing moment yeah. for Hot Pie. Like, yeah. and, and the growth of well, these to kids. me, and it's funny because... This is the moment when um, when Samwell Tarly goes to fight all the boys in the yard and nobody will actually hit him. Yeah. It's this moment where John develops the friendship and actually becomes a member of the Well, I, th- I think like, that's, I think Arya saying, I'm scared too, is, was yeah, it's enough very much of like a, a open We're up. actually friends. Yeah. We're in this together. We're both like, two young kids. Yeah. Like, and like he, he, lied, he lied to seem strong and to be brave, but clearly it didn't really, like no one's fucking fooled by it. Right. And then here in this moment, he straight up said like, I'm fucking scared. And Arya was like, yeah, no, me too. And he was like, all right, cool. We're buddies now. And like, it's just a nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Arya decided to ride as far ahead of the wagons as was safe. So she wouldn't have to hear the young girls crying or the woman's thrashing and 
pleading in the back yeah. of the wagon. But that woman died that night. Yeah. And Cut Jack and Gendry dug her a grave underneath a weeping willow. And Arya swears that we she could hear as the fucking branches shift in the wind. Please. Please. Yeah, it was enough to, to make the, the hairs on the back of her neck stand up. And she had the desire to just run from the fucking gravesite. Yeah, that's creepy, man. Yeah. Some creepy shit. And so, I mean, I think essentially that's... That's the plea of the small folk. Yeah, it's just yeah. This is the land itself just saying, like, please, fuck. Like, well, and that we'll get at the very last line as and well. And so, yeah, they, they ended up stopping. Uh, Yorin ordered no fires that night. And when they were, they had a very scarce meal and they were drinking some stream water. And Lamy had claimed that the stream water had an odd taste to it because that was the taste of bodies decaying in it upstream, which in all Fine. likelihood it's could be likely. true. Yeah. And so Arya ended up drinking a little too much water that night to make up for the lack of food to fill her stomach. And she awoke in the pitch black. Her bladder was fit to bursting. And so she grabbed needle and started for the trees. But Hot Pie stops her. Hot Pie stops her. She kind of tells him, I'm going to pee. And he's like, no, no, you're not. And There's wolves out there. Yeah, we learn that he's been feeling a little more braver yeah, since he's got, he's got a sword. He's got yeah. a sword on his side now. And yeah, there's wolves out there. And, and you can't you can't do that. Yorin said we're all to stay together. And so she pretends to. Oh, shit. Wolves? For true wolves. Oh, dang. All right, yeah, I, I can hold it. And goes back to her bed. And then when Hot Pie leaves, she just skirts out the, the other, other direction. Side of the camp, yeah. Uh, quiet as a shadow, of course. And she went twice as far this time to avoid any of the sentries and so she was peeing fucking pants around her ankles when she heard a rustling and at first she thinks shit it's hot pie yeah he followed me freaks out son of a bitch and then then she she sees sees eyes lots of eyes lots of eyes uh reflecting the moonlight a whole pack of them she counts at least 12 12 fucking wolves and out came one uh padded up to her and stared at her teeth bare. A male, I think it even yeah, said. Yeah, a male. He, he. She, she had said. And uh, Arya was shitting a brick. And she's, she's like, like, Arya, uh, Hot Pie's going to fucking think it's it. hilarious yeah. that I died out here getting chomped on by Mangled wolves because fucking... he told me. But then it, they all turn off and run off into the dark. Yes. This one bares its teeth at her. Growls and then just turns and. Now we've heard rumors of the giant wolf pack, uh, in the area of the gods. Wolf pack is a little old place where we can't get together. Wolf pack. <laughs> that's pack. what I was getting at. That's what I should have led with. <laughs> yeah, that's where you should have gone. But, but yeah, so clearly they recognize Namiria on her. That she's touched by Namiria shares some kind of relationship, right? Is that what I'm what guessing? We're... Yeah, because right, the there's fuck? no other reason that they. I mean, unless they just weren't hungry, they're just like, yeah, what? Uh, fucking. Oh, I mean, oh, we, we know at this point Ew. that it's been about two or three days since Yorin has said that they were near the God's Eye, so they've traveled quite a distance near the God's Eye, which is where roughly close to where Namiria was released. So yeah, I got and to where assume, the giant wolf pack is. I supposedly... would have to assume that these are. A part of that wolf pack, and they're like, "Oh, this is this is not like that chick Nymeria was talking about, like that's her, best, that, oh, her that's bestie." The, yeah, like. yeah. And so Arya returned to camp very quickly, and she joins Yorin in the back of the wagon where he's sharpening his dirk, and she tells him that there's wolves out there and that they scared her. And I like his comment because yeah. he goes, "Hmm, seems to me your kind was fond of wolves." And she, she tells him that dire know, wolves, dire not the real kind. Difference. It's like, dude. 
Jesus. They're, yeah, dire wolves are fucking six times the size of the little guy. Yeah, she thinks like, specifically Nymeria was a dire wolf, and then she gets sad thinking of Nymeria. And what Nymeria could have prevented if she were there yeah, in the city. Yeah, because her and Jory had to throw rocks at her to make sure Joffrey wouldn't kill her, and she thinks jo- uh, Nymeria would have made sure that nothing had ever so, happened to my father. let me tell you what popped into my head during this was the image of every single dancing lesson she had, just the goodest girl named Iria sitting on the side watching fucking Arya, so that way she could be a badass water-dancing dire wolf. That's just the saddest image in my life. Because you know Nymeria would have been sitting there. Like chilling every every single lesson, soaking it in. And yeah, Yeah. she says uh, Nymeria wouldn't have let them kill my father. And Yorin reminds her that orphan boys have no fathers. And Arya at this point wishes that she was just home. She's been trying to be strong and fierce as a wolverine. But sometimes she just felt like a scared little girl after all. Which, like, yeah, no shit. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And Yorin was, he starts saying that, you know, it, it probably would have been just safer to leave you in the city. Leave all of you yeah, in the everybody, city. Everybody, yeah. And she's like, I don't care, like, how much safer it would be. I want to go the fuck home. I don't want to be here. And then we uh, get, uh, the I think, the root of Yorin's anger here. Like, where, like, this, I think, sums up sort of why he was this cloud of black anger, this one. Because he says, been bringing men to the wall for close on 30 years now. All that time, I only lost three. An old man died of a fever. A city boy got snake bit, taking a shit. And one fool tried to kill me in my sleep and got a red smile for his trouble. Three in thirty years. A ship may have been wiser. A clever man. He would have gone by ship, but me. Thirty years I've been taking the king's road. And so, yeah, the... 30 years he's been doing this this loop of around and up, and now it's starting to change to the point where it's it's enough that he's noticing, where they're, they're getting run out of cornfields for trying to eat. So, and... 30 years, yo. Yeah. That's before Robert's Rebellion? Yeah, like, yeah. He's been doing this, like... And, and it's now that it's changing now. to the point where it's pissing him off. Now there's a problem. Now there's They're issues, unsafe actually. They're on the yeah, road. After 30 years. Like, he went through fucking the Mad King's rule. He went through the entire war with Robert's Rebellion. And, like, has never had problems traveling as a man of the Night's Watch. Until this fucking yeah. journey. So he tells her that you need to go to sleep now, boy. Hear me? And end scene, but Arya tried, and but as long as she, uh, but as she lay under her thin blanket, she could hear in the distance the wolves howling, and another sound, fainter, no more than a whisper on the wind, that might have been screaming. Like what the fuck is that? So it's the the countryside the land, burning. Yeah, yeah it's the, it's the all the vill- like. I think that's that she is hearing that. So that I had a I had a I had a like a fucking tinfoil for the end here of what if they're really she's not hearing anything, but what she is hearing is the song of the earth, the language of the children of the forest that song of the earth like this is the legit the, and the land. earth is screaming yeah, the, because the earth she's is... got this sort of preternatural so tie that and... she's actually hearing the land crying out and screaming well i mean yeah and with the tree the we well we get so much symbolism and... through prophecy through of the land of westeros itself getting like raped and getting defiled and getting just 
fucked up by the events that are occurring. So, like, part of me was like, yeah, no, what if she is hearing the wolves, and then in the wolves song, she's hearing the song of the earth, the the children yeah, of the forest yeah, yeah. language that's just screaming out in pain right now near the god's eye. But that was Aria 3. Aria and so 3, you man. got an inductee for that one? Um, fuck. So... It's between two. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna give it to. It's gonna go with. I, I'm. I'm giving it to Hot Pie, um, because it, it, he's in. You know the same. But he's every one of us. If we were in that fucking yeah, he's situation, not a lord. man. He's just this little fat kid that wants to fucking sell some cakes and pies and be like. And he got caught stealing, probably because he was hungry, because you know, he's a little fat kid. And I can't tell you how many times I stole when I was a little kid. Mainly, you were a little mainly, food stealer. Yeah, mainly food, you know, cookies and brownies and shit off the counters and windowsills because people are letting you know, cool and Popeye's shit. You know, a scared kid, too. And so I really liked him in this chapter because he did do that opening up, that, like, and then not just the I'm scared, but the comforting, like, putting his like, hand on I Arya. I never some, kicked a man like, pieces. Listen, I'm just a regular kid, yeah. too. <laughs> not realizing that Arya actually has killed people at yeah, this point. Yeah, and like, it's all the hand of the king's daughter. Right, but... Yeah, so I'm gonna give it to Hot Pie instead of the other one, and if you don't pick him, I'll tell. I'll say. Yeah, uh, so I was I was between two. It was either gonna be Hot Pie or my other one, which I'll do, which is Yorin. Yorin um, and uh, Yorin just because of the, your like, we made the the okay boomer joke. Yeah, you yeah, made yeah, it yeah. with him, but like I really like the the, the Arya Yorin dynamic because we're getting the new versus the old view. This is really all Arya's known. She saw the King's Road peaceful one time on her way south, but even then, it was amongst the Starks and the Lannisters and Baratheons, so things were tense there. Now north, again, going north, she's seeing the aftermath of declarations of war between houses Stark and Lannister, and Yorin is here to say how, back in the day, I'd be feasting every single night every. on my way up to winter winter fell to dorn, dorn. like and people back. people i'd be staying in feather beds people would be honored i'd be sitting at the high table fucking fail pheasant duck stew we, it, like, we, we've got it we've seen it with yorin in Winterfell. with like, Tyrion and, and Tyrion yeah, traveling and, with him so. a little bit it's but it's i love the the difference of this is the way it is now versus this is the way it was and and you're in just well and i think that's actually important that you mentioned that seeing Tyrion travel down with him showing that difference in what he's used to mm-hmm. versus what's happening and so we do get that direct comparison as to what he's accustomed but then to. we also get to see how capable he is because he's so oh, yeah. used yeah. to feasting from dorn to winterfell but when the shit gets tough, he made the absolute right call avoiding that camp. Yeah, like, absolutely. Fuck that noise. Uh uh-uh, uh, we ain't yeah. going we can't identify him, we ain't going toward him. Like so I just think Yorin is fucking killing it. Killing it. In this yeah. read reread, and I never really appreciated him for Yeah, it's gonna be a sad day soon. Yeah, it sad is. Days. But those are our yeah. inductees. Yeah, so I was uh, honorable mention to Jack and Hagar for keeping, Oh, he was your other one? Uh for keeping his manners when he's for in the, the cage. Yeah, thank you for but. the the treat. Yeah, and recognizing that it was a fucking treat. So, we got an inductee for Aria 3 from our favorite French fry in France, Julian. And he says, I will be honest, I fell asleep one night reading this chapter, and I almost did again tonight. It's a short one. Anyway, I hope you guys will make it sound more interesting than it was reading for me the first time. I like the paragraph where she encounters the wolf and only thinks about how Hot Pie would make fun of her when she's dead half-eating. Weird, half-eaten. Weird thing to think when one is facing death. 
if I had to name an inductee, it would be Gendry for wearing his badass helm. Go Gendry. Plus Nate inducted him last time, so it can't be a bad choice, right? That's right. <sighs> Valate Bordarius. And then he says, P.S. There are Fukin Davos chapters. Yeah, and uh, we appreciate you writing in, as always. Gendry's a great one. Um, I hated that Valar Darius, so... Because the Valar Bordarius. Yeah, Valate. Valate Bordarius. Because, yeah, that one, I, I wasn't... It's confusing. I don't like it's it. Hard. It's but, yeah, thank you, Julian. Gendry, Gendry's just killing it. Gendry's the bull, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe now it's more of a sex symbol, the helm, but... I don't know. That just maybe for you. I just still don't quite no. see it as a full-on sex symbol. I like, like, no, like even as like, I think the it's more the, like, the, the, the the symbol of like Arya and Kendry's sort of relationship with each other. Yeah, I but, get that. That 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 I definitely agree. Because with. at first uh, he just was the bull to her. Yeah, and then now he's Kendry, but the bull's helm is this significant thing that she attaches to him and. I don't know. Whatevs. There Whatever. it is. But yeah, so you know how to get a hold of us right in if you want your own inductees. Otherwise... So, um, next chapter, though. About that next one. Dude. About that next Dude. one. We're going to be reading for the first time ever on the podcast. My man. Davos won. <laughs> and so that is fucking exciting. Davos gets his very first mm. POV mm. chapter. Mm. And then after Davos, another we're going right first. to another very first, which is Theon won. I the good hate thing the character that, like the The good story. thing is, is Theon's point of view chapters are always fucking Yo, great. Pike's a cool place. I really he like just, going to Pike. It doesn't matter islands. whether it's in Clash or whether it's in Feast or dra- Dance, wherever the fuck his th- point of view chapters are, they're always in great fucking yeah. spots. The shit you see with this son of a bitch, he, I mean, he deserves everything And then gets, continuing but... that trend after Theon won, we have... Daenerys one, and so we're gonna be going Daenerys one, one one and one. So we'll be Kings. getting Dragonstone, we'll be getting Pike, and then we'll be getting where the fuck is she now? She will be heading to Karth. Karth. Dang. So right now, I believe she's in the uh, the Red Waste. Right, because she just had the rebirth. Thing. Yeah, like so she's so, gonna. Yeah, be... we're gonna pick up with Danny. <laughs> and so <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us. Join us next time for Davos one. Send us your inductees for that. Theon one and Danny one, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Follow to Harris. Peace. Thank you.